Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Faster than a speeding bullet. This cat Lincoln is a bad mother. We're just talking about Lincoln. Good morning, Cincinnati. Welcome to 1230 WDBZ. We are the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, the Lincoln Ware Show, till 1 o'clock this afternoon. It's Wednesday. Yes, it's Wednesday and got a lot going on. Later on today, we got uh, Roy Sutton and uh, Russ Harrison coming in to uh, talk about Avondale, things going on there, Fifth Third Bank, $20 million, how it'll be spent, and all kind of questions. Not a whole, I mean, just the basic questions. Somebody from their office called me yesterday. Uh, could we get an idea of what questions you're going to ask? <laughs> well, just the who, where, when, what, and why. Simple as that. Simple as that. Yes. Not out to, I'm not out for a gotcha moment. Just basic answers. <laughs> That's it. Did anybody see uh, Jay-Z and Gail King's interview last night? That was pretty, I have to admit, that was pretty good. Jay, uh, Jay-Z is for real. He's a real cat. I like him. He's, I mean, he, 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 he lays it out there. That was a great interview, Gail. She asked the, the, the right questions, and she got the, the right answers. So, yeah, that was pretty good, pretty good. If you didn't see it, maybe you can go to Paramount. Go to Paramount and... They'll probably have it up there. But it was pretty good. Uh, A couple other things. That Hamilton County Veterans Service Executive Director, remember, oh, boy, I I don't know. That is, that's some kind of, somebody's making some money and they don't want to, they don't want people investigating into what's going on. There's something going on with that organization. So remember the executive director, was so sick that he couldn't, you know, he couldn't talk to Channel 9. Uh, he couldn't come into the commissioner's meeting. He was so sick on his deathbed. So they appointed a black guy to take over for this guy since he was so sick and he couldn't do anything. And before the black, so they did this at the commissioner's meeting. And before they could get back to the office, the, I guess, the executive uh, assistant, secretary, whatever she is, had called everybody and said, no, he's not. He's not taking over. The other guy is coming back. 
He's going to work from home on his deathbed. I mean, the way they sound, he was in hospice or something. That's the way they were sounding. And so now all of a sudden he can work from home. It's something going. He makes he makes more money than the commissioners make. (laughs) And they have no control. Over this agency. It's crazy. Yeah, the black guy, they like, oh, no, we can't have the black guy running. He might find out all our secrets. You better get well. So they say, oh, he's going to work from home, the executive director. He takes back, back the reins, and he's working from home. Craig McKee from Channel 9 has been on top of this. I got to call into him and see what he has to say. But Alicia Reese is fired up. She's mad as hell. Because they have no, they give them money, but they don't have any control over them. They get money from the county, but the county has no control. Uh, Police Chief Fiji appeared before council yesterday. And it seems like uh, people are leaving their guns in their cars and people are breaking in, stealing the guns. Scotty Johnson says, hey, we ought to charge them with the felony if they leave their gun in their car and it's unsecured, and that's a felony. But how do you put your gun in your car? How do you secure your gun in the car? Nowadays, you can't even lock your glove compartment, your glove box. You can't even lock those anymore. There was a time when there was a lock there. You could lock it. You put a gun in your glove, it, it, there's no lock on there. So how do you secure your, I guess, maybe put it in the trunk? I guess that's what he's talking about. Put it somewhere in the trunk and they can't get to the trunk just by breaking a window. But I guess if you break the window, you can hit the trunk release button and the trunk will open. So I don't know. Is there some kind of box you can put your gun in? They can take the whole box and then eventually break it open and get into it. I don't know. How do you secure a weapon in your car from somebody who breaks into the car, how do you keep them from getting the weapon? Can somebody tell me at 513-749-1230? But uh, remember the sheriff had her gun stolen and it was was in a couple of robberies and shootings or something. Yeah. Okay, somebody said a lockbox for your gun with a cable that locks under your seat. Oh, okay. 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 But something's got to be done. Uh, All these guns being taken out of people's cars, that has to stop. The data does not look good when it comes to that. And the police chief was down and Scotty Johnson was fired up. They got a new app out there, 311 Sensi. And it'll give residents access to city agencies. All kind of stuff. I downloaded the app. And um, 24-7... Doesn't take an individual uh, on the other end necessarily to answer a phone call. Yeah, you can just 
type in what you need. Um, you can download it on your phone. It's free. And like even you can even put in there like if there's a pothole somewhere, you can report the pothole. All kind of stuff. So, yeah, all kind of services that the city will provide for you. Uh, Fanny Willis. I just love calling her Fanny. I love that name. Oh, Southern name, Fanny. Fanny Willis is seeking a protective order following a leaked witness video in the Trump case. And she's saying that these videos were clearly intended to intimidate witnesses in the case against Donald Trump. They're doing everything they can. And you know how crazy those folks down in Georgia, they'll show up at your house, those MAGA people. They'll show up at your house. So uh, she requested an emergency protective order after confidential footage of key witness testimony was released to the public. Now, you know, who, who released that stuff? This is it's crazy. And now those people are going to have to fear for their life. It's just crazy. Absolutely insane. Connie Pillage is running for Hamilton County prosecutor on the Democratic side. Yeah. Connie Pillage. Set to announce that she'll run for Hamilton County prosecutor, the first Democrat to enter the 2024 county prosecutor's race. And I got a feeling it's not going to be a whole lot in that race. It may be just those two, Melissa Powers and Connie Pillage. Matter of fact, Melissa Powers is coming in on the show tomorrow, and I'm sure we're going to talk about all this teenage gun violence and all that stuff. That's for sure. Uh, did anybody go to the railroad uh, meeting yesterday? Everybody thought they were going to announce who was going to be the companies that invest that $1.6 billion, and apparently somebody in the city messed up. <laughs> yeah. The city of Cincinnati's procurement office messed up, and now they had to extend the deadline to submit bids. So the companies who have already submitted bids, they'll have a chance to resubmit another bid and those who missed the deadline will now have time to submit a bid. And that pick will be delayed until next year. The sale is expected to be final on March 15th, which means the money management firm must be selected and ready to manage by March 15th. The process of selecting a money manager will now begin on January 8th. And that is, that's the next scheduled meeting of the Cincinnati Southern Railroad, uh, Railroad uh, Board. I, I did see uh, Joe Mallory there. I saw him there taking notes. I don't know anybody else showed up. 
If anybody else showed up, give me a call at 513-749-1230. Yeah. And let me know what how what you thought of the meeting. They had all the board members there. So we'll see. When is the next meeting? January 8th. And I'm not sure. I guess it'll be at the same place. I'm not sure. They may move it around to keep you from showing up. I don't know. It'll be made. It's a public. They were ordered by the courts to make their meetings public. Judge Melba Marsh made them keep their meetings public. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Apparently, Donald Trump hung up on Kim Kardashian. She was looking for his endorsement for clemency for a couple of uh, people that were in jail. And apparently, uh, they say he hung up on her. Told her to get some football players to support him or something like that, but he hung up on her. (laughs) Uh, People are wondering if Deion Sanders is going to leave Colorado at the end of the year since there's a couple of uh, coaching jobs open out there. He says no. He's not leaving. He says no. He didn't come there for the money, and he's not leaving for the money. He said, besides, I got kids to go to this school. Now, if they had to transfer again, they might have to sit out a year. Got two other kids who play sports at Colorado. So, uh, yeah. We'll see. But he says he's not leaving. That's what he would tell any prospective mom if their kid was considering coming to Colorado, that he's there. I'm here. Common pesticides that are used in all types of fruits and vegetables. Well, they're finding out that uh, these common pesticides are reducing the sperm count worldwide. And that means that there'll be fewer people in the world if they're eating all those fruits and vegetables that they use pesticides on. There will be fewer babies born. I'm sure China is not happy to hear that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, A couple of men, that um, bus crash, the uh, 18-wheeler crashed into a bus. Three people on the bus died, three people in the van. It was like a chain reaction accident. Man, it's horrible. I mean, the bus burned up, the the uh, trailer burnt, burned up on the truck there. Man, it was something. Jeez. And they these are high school kids going to a program. Jeez. All right. We need to take a break, and then we'll come back, and we've got more. 513-749-1230, The Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. Ah, 
1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. I didn't send you a list this morning, did I? Okay. Yesterday, I don't know, I had extra time. I sent you a list over, and this morning, no list. But we'll get it to you. All right. Uh, did it, okay, This I want to get your comments on this. This is some gospel singer who, I guess, got nominated for a Grammy. She's going to be on there? Really? She got nominated for a Grammy. And so she's on this plane, and she just found out she got nominated. And then she starts singing a gospel song on the plane. And the flight attendant says, ma'am, you got to be quiet. You know, you got you to gotta stop singing. And she, God told me to sing. God told me to do this. And I, I hate people who do that. I hate people blaming God for everything. God didn't tell you to sing that song on the airplane. So stop lying on God. So anyway, she's singing. And the guy said, look, I'm going to have to put you off the plane if you don't stop singing. And so then she asked everybody, do you, y'all like me singing? And nobody said a word. <laughs> I'll let you hear the story that was on Inside Edition, which is one of the best shows you can get information from. I mean, now listen to this story. Unruly passengers on planes, but this is a new one. A woman almost getting thrown off for singing. A flight attendant telling a gospel singer to stop the music has ignited a debate. Was she entertaining fellow passengers or just being rude? Here's Stephen Fabian. A gospel singer serenades passengers on a flight. The flight attendant isn't having it. Are you willing and able to be quiet right now? I'm doing what the Lord is telling me to do. The drama unfolded on a Delta flight getting ready for takeoff. There was a delay due to a maintenance issue, so the singer says she felt inspired to break out in song. Are you able to be quiet? But they're enjoying it, so while we're sitting here, can I please? I'm not enjoying it, so I'm asking you, can you be quiet? Okay, I'm not going to go to jail if I don't. She says there was good reason for her to sing. I just found out. And yes, she is a featured vocalist on the Grammy-nominated gospel album, The Maverick Way, although her name is not listed on the Grammy nomination. Grammy nomination or not, the flight attendant believes she's a disruption. I'm your flight leader. I need you to follow my instruction. My instruction for you to answer my question. Are you able to be quiet? What do you guys think? Notably, none of the passengers respond. If you're not able to follow my instruction, you will not be taking this flight. The flight attendant walks away. And what happens next? Bobby Storm launches into her number. The incident is sparking a stormy debate. He came in kind of hot. Yeah, you know. I, I, I didn't think he came in hot. I really didn't. And I just think when you're asked to follow the instructions, yeah. I think you should follow the instructions. Many call her rude. This is one of the most egotistical things I've ever seen. It's narcissism. Delta tells us they've reached out to Miss Storm, adding that for safety reasons, it's always important to follow crew instructions. <laughs> yeah, follow the crew's instructions. I mean, come on. 
Okay. I can understand having the spirit lead you in a certain <laughs> way. I can understand that because it's happened to me before. But I also understand that in that moment, girl, you was hype off your yes. Grammy nomination. Yes. And you was you was operating an ego. That ain't have nothing to do with God telling you to bust out in song on that no, plane. That no. was you was leading with your ego yeah. in that moment. God didn't tell her to do that. No. And see, people kill me with that stuff. But it does happen. Like, I know you might not, you know, relate Lincoln Ware with your buffet Christian self, but there are <laughs> moments when God will lead your spirit to go to a certain place and do a certain thing and use your gift or whatever. But I just feel like in that moment, she was more ego-led than anything. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think um, she should have been, if she didn't stop singing, kick her off the flight. That's what I say. Because if God really told her to do that, she wouldn't have mentioned her ego, her Grammy nomination. Yeah. That wouldn't have had nothing to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, I just people kill me with that stuff. I would have had her put off the flight if it were me. Now, you probably have a different idea. Oh, God sent her there. God put her on that plane. God told her to. Uh, yeah. See, God didn't. See, I'm, I don't think she was that she was driven by any God. She might have been happy and wanted to give God yeah. praise for her nominations, yeah. but that don't mean that God led you to bust out a song on that plane, sis. That was an ego-led <laughs> moment. So she's going to be on Tropicana today at what time? She, uh, I think she's coming in at 4. That's usually when she does her interviews. Okay. So she might be over there at 4. Okay. You mean on the phone? You said she uh, might. Possibly. I don't know. Oh. She might be coming in. She might be on the phone. The, that thing, she from Cincinnati or something? I don't know, Lincoln. Really? Oh, I don't think she's going to be. She'll be on the phone. But anyway, she had her hair tight. Her hair was looking nice. I will give her that. <laughs> she had the waves going. But she should have just shut her mouth and listened to the flight attendant. Buckle your seat belt. Put your seat upright and get ready for the flight. You know, I don't care how good she sounded. She needed to shut the hell up. Well, geez. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know if I necessarily want to hear somebody sing. I'm on a flight. I'm mad anyway because, oh, boy, I got this long flight ahead of me. I don't want to hear you singing. You know, unless it's Beyonce or somebody. And see, that's your problem. You don't want to see. You don't want to hear nothing about God, but you was listening to an hour, hour long Beyonce serenade. You know, but uh, yeah. that's your problem. Oh boy, unbelievable. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and then I'll let you hear these two: the the senator and the uh, head of the Teamsters Union, get ready to do a WWE. Is it WWE or WWF? I don't know what it is. I don't watch that. That <laughs> fake stuff. I don't watch that fake stuff. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. 1230. Somebody said if it was Lizzo, you wouldn't have a problem either. <laughs> 1230. <laughs> the bus. I wouldn't have a problem with Lizzo. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Twelve thirty WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln Ware till 1, 1 o'clock, and at 1, Shopton. Keeping it real, keeping it real. And, uh, yeah, I, I promise I'd let you hear that exchange yesterday with the uh, senator and the Teamsters Union president, and they were 
ready to go. Fist to cuffs. Yes. That man said, meet me outside. We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution? Every problem. No, no, sit down. No, you're a clown. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Oh, okay, okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold Jim. it. Hold it. If hold we can, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. And God knows the American people have enough of contempt for Congress. Let's not I don't like drugs and bullies. You, you up, and that's you the, have, like you, because you hold just it. yourself. Hold it. And let's do this, because I did challenge you, and I accepted your challenge, and you went quiet. No, I didn't go quiet. I was. No, I was no, no, you no, challenged no. me to a cage match, no, 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 acting no, no, like a twelve-year-old schoolyard bully. Excuse Sorry, me. Hold, hold it. No, excuse me. I, I will mic. say. I will say exactly. Senator Mullen, I have the mic. You have questions on any economic issues, anything that's said, go for it. We're not here to talk about physical abuse. You brought. We're not talking up. about. Of course, and, I did. and let me tell you, let me show you his hearing because I want to. I want to expose this thug. To who he is. And <laughs> to me, that's disrespectful. Oh, I don't care about respecting you at all. I, respect I don't respect you, you at all. So all right, hold me, it. Let me, let hold me. it. No. You don't want to hold it. The most hold it, please. please. All right. This is a, excuse me. Mm -hmm. This is a hearing to discuss economic issues. All right. If you have questions for Mr. O'Brien or anybody else on what he has said, go for it. I mean, but we're not here to talk about fights. Because you called me out. I didn't call you out. He did. You said any time, any place. That's, That's that, that, Let's get the record okay. straight. Let's hold it. No. Hold on. Mr. Senator Mullen, do you have a question for the witness? Yeah. Okay, let's, let's hear it. So, any time, any place. No, that's April, not. April is a charity event. No, that's uh, not, that's no, not, no. No, it's a, he, no, with, sir, he said it, and this is my He is here to tell, no. Primers and what the questions can or cannot be asked, and I'll ask No, you're not going to, we're not going to be talking about physical a, confrontation. Oh, this is about charity, for a union charity, because this, this is for firefighters. Do you have a question April, on his April, 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 April you next year. I tell you, see, he lost, <laughs> Bernie Sanders just lost control of the meeting. But these two cats were ready to go at it. <laughs> you stand your butt up, okay? They sounded like two little boys that got caught slinging insults on the playground, and they sit in the principal's office, and yeah. they got an old ass principal named Bernie Sanders. Yeah, yeah. Stand your butt up. You stand your butt up. Oh boy, unbelievable, unbelievable. And then, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, the former head of the um. House Majority Leader, the one that got kicked out. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name right offhand. Anyway, apparently he elbowed another congressman in the kidney. He elbowed him right in the kidney. And so now he's mad. Now he's mad. McCarthy is who I was thinking of, McCarthy. And so McCarthy says, if I had elbowed you in the kidney, you'd be on the ground. You would be on the ground. So there's a lot of bickering going on in Congress.
both on the Senate side and the the House side. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ready to fight in the Senate chambers. All right, let's uh, let's move along. 749-1230, 513 is the area code. Pharaoh, what's going on? You know, they called each other thugs. Yeah. And that's for all of them, you know. Yeah. Oh, they go. That was a slip of the tongue, probably. <laughs> all of me number thugs. But anyway, Lincoln, uh, did you know, uh, I'll say, but anyway, that lady on the plane singing, filed that under religious fanatic. Oh. Uh, filed it under that. Okay. You know, Lincoln, did you know that uh, Curtis Rivers had passed? Um. I thought he had passed some time ago. I think he passed, I think, last week. Really? I thought, okay. Yeah, I think it was last okay. week. He used to put out the um, that magazine around, around the, the town. town. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah, so he had done that for 25 years. Yes. Yeah, he said he had passed. Hey, Lincoln, you think it's time I talk about Thanksgiving? Yeah, yeah so we, 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 we can't celebrate Thanksgiving, right? Thanksgiving is a holiday that you should not celebrate. Oh, so, wait, are you telling me you're not going to touch any turkey on Thanksgiving? Huh? But anyway, Lincoln, let me hear a quick brief here. See, I think you are, Pharaoh. Lincoln, what happened, we're talking about 1620. Now, you know, slavery supposedly started 1619. So we're talking 1620. These Puritan pilgrims who came from England, coming to America, they did not know how far England was from America. So therefore, coming over here, these Puritan pilgrims ran out of food. Mm-hmm. They sat around waiting for each other to die because they were cannibals. They actually set up rotisseries on the ship and would stick a rotisserie pole in other people's behind who had died and would come out their mouth. And they actually had them on a grill, turning them on a rotisserie, putting salt and pepper on their body. See, I, I don't. I, I know you read I this out of a book. Lincoln, I, I know. I know you read it, but just because you read it, do you think it's, that was necessarily from, true? Is from what I'm reading is from Captain John Smith from his log. Now this is the captain of the ship. This is these are quotes. These are quotes. It's not. Is somebody just saying this out of the clear blue sky? This is what Captain John Smith said in his log. But anyway, they were actually putting salt and pepper on these people's body before they ate them. When they landed here at Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts, they landed. This is where they came in contact with the Indians. Mm-hmm. They fought with the American Indians for over two years. As they were people who were in their party, as they would die and they would bury them. They would dig them up and eat they them. They would dig them up and eat them, eat oh, their bodies. Boy. Oh, boy. They would dig them up and eat their bodies. Even the Indians they had killed. I'm glad I'm not eating a Lincoln Ware breakfast Even the cup. Indians they had killed. They had actually took their bodies and put them on rotisseries, salt and pepper their bodies, and ate them. As a kid growing up in the First, second grade, Lincoln. You know, we had some assemblies in the auditorium. Yes. 
we go in there for Thanksgiving, they never told us about the cannibalism. No, they did. No. They always made, they just They'd had the Indians and the met, pilgrims and sitting around and uh, having, yeah. Fight, and yeah. They started eating. And the Indians showed them how to make, yeah. you know, maize. You know, and they ate turkey dinner and everything, and everybody's happy. Yes. They never tell, tell you that they were cannibals. That's what I'm saying. That European, he hides his history. He don't tell you about himself. <laughs> but he want to put it out there all about yeah. African people and how we're this and we're that. But he never tells the truth about himself. You have to research to find out about him, to, to really know his true nature. But this is what these people did. They were cannibals when they landed here, Lincoln. Yeah. See, now, slavery just started in 1619. One year prior. Now, what does that have to do with us as African people? What these Europeans were doing. So, you, so in other words, Thanksgiving had nothing to do with us. We shouldn't. We should not us. even put a turkey in the oven. Right, it has nothing to do with us. So, what yeah. are we celebrating? Coming together. You know, I can be thankful for all year long. I don't have to wait till no particular day <laughs> for white folks tell me cook this and cook yeah. that, you know? Yeah. You could eat a pot of beans, Lincoln, on Thanksgiving, and once you eat it, some beans and cornbread, you, you are just as full. Yes. Everybody say, oh, well, you're not full because you didn't eat no, no turkey and a little bit of cranberry sauce, see? So you're not as full. You'll be just as full eating a pot of beans, a pot of chili, and you'll be just as full. All right. That's what I'm saying. Black people... Stop buying into those European holidays. Take that Christmas money, that Thanksgiving money, take that money and pay it on your credit bill. Pay off your credit bill. Well, turkey sooner. is cheap this year, so the turkey is uh, it's not going to cost you as much as previous Damn years. Damn what they cost, Lincoln. You don't need none. <laughs> you don't need all, right. all that. Payroll. I'm eating some turkey on Thanksgiving. I'm eating some dressing. I'm eating some meal. green beans and potato salad and Man, greens you can eat that and beans. Any time and... of the year, if you want that, you don't <laughs> have to wait till white folks tell you okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, what's wrong with you, Payroll? I, I gotta mean, go. Where Pay- is your consciousness at? Thanks for your call. I'm not gonna let him talk me out of Thanksgiving. And I tell you, if I had some eyes on Pharaoh. I can almost guarantee you he's going to take a bite of turkey on Thanksgiving. He's going to eat somebody's turkey and dressing on Thanksgiving. I'm telling you. All right, we need to take a break, and then we'll come back. 513-749-1230, The Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln. Where with you? And let's see. Let's go to uh, let's go to Marshall, then Miss Nettie, Blade, White Lion, and Bond. Marshall, how are you? Good morning, Mister Ware. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. What's on your mind? Uh, first of all, let's talk about the uh, holiday that uh, Pharaoh says that he wants no part of. Uh, I'm going to enjoy that immensely. I'm sure he will too. 
<laughs> I don't know if anybody ever turned down a good meal yeah, or, yeah. you know, trimmings and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, I think if somebody brought Pharaoh a nice Thanksgiving meal with turkey and dressing and uh, he greens. Would not, he would not and say, I don't want Yeah, all yeah, right, right. He's not going to turn around. Oh, no. He's yeah. not going to say, no, nah, that's okay. And then having the, you know, slice of pie or whatever, baked good, you know, sweet potato pie, it'd be right there with everything. You know, that'd be great. So yeah. the second thing, um, you know, the uh, senator that uh, called uh, Ben O'Brien out, Bill O'Brien, I'm sorry, yes. Bill O'Brien, yes. the uh, head of the Teamsters. Uh-huh. I don't think he wanted to fool with that because that uh, teamster president—he's from <laughs> up there in Boston, man. And those guys—they like to scrap anyway. Yeah, yeah. He so looked like—he kind of looked like a scrapper too, you know. He, he is because he used to be a longshoreman and then worked yeah. uh, with heavy equipment, you know, up there in that uh, local twenty-five up there. So yeah, very familiar with that guy. <laughs> they all like to do that up there. Yeah, and then go yeah. to the bar and have a cup hoist a couple of yeah he looked like he he could scrap i think that senator was biting off a little more than he could chew i think so too because you saw where he wanted to get up and take his ring off and bernie sanders man you need to sit down we're not going to do that in here yeah we're not going to do that in here so they they set a bad example so that's all i got lincoln listen take care stay safe and a great holiday hey marshall thanks for your call uh 749-1230-513 is the area code uh, let's go to Miss Nettie. Miss Nettie, how are you today? Oh, greetings to you from beautiful Lincoln Heights while washing and getting this turkey ready. Okay? Yeah, you got a whole week. Well, I know, but I'm going to get it cleaned up and, <laughs> okay. you know, get it ready. Okay. I'm going to cook and I'm going to eat some of this turkey. Okay. Okay? <laughs> Cannibalism or not. <laughs> All right. Now. Sharon Ware, the First Lady of Walk and Talk. Yes. Hello to everyone. Hello to Raven Mundy on the ones and twos, and to the real Terrence Howard in his absence. And to just, I'm listening to everything about that scrapper. Yes. How did he sound like he ghetto fabulous? Yes, yes. I believe he'd be ready for a fight. Can you dig yes, it? Yes, yes. All right, but I just wanted to say hello to you. And also, I want to say to the family of Gal- Galvin and to the family of Lear for inventing the radio, for patenting it in 1920. I want to say that because I love my radio. All right. I love my radio, and I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone who believes in Thanksgiving, okay? All right, Miss Nettie. And to the ones that don't believe, they can come over here and I'll have a little food. (laughs) All right. All right. I know. Are you going to invite Terrence Howard over for Thanksgiving? He's welcome. All right. You're welcome, and the First Lady is welcome. Oh, boy. Everybody welcome. All right. All right. God bless. All right, Miss Nettie. Bye-bye. Thanks for your call. All right, uh, can you let those uh, see if they're in? Maybe they're in. Maybe he let them in. Okay, all right. Uh, let's move along. 749-1230. 513 is the area code. Let's go to Vaughn. Vaughn, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Um, okay. I just wanted to say that uh, I don't. I had worked somewhere where, you know, I saw a guy. This uh, is like Cherokee Indian. And it kind of made me think about, actually, I already read stuff years ago about Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, but it does kind of, like, make us, some of us feel like we shouldn't be celebrating a lot of these holidays. You know, it ain't just because they pagan, but yeah. it's disrespectful to, you know, different races of people and the so stuff that people saying, went through. So in other like, words, you think not Thanksgiving... If we, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If we celebrate Thanksgiving, that's disrespectful to the uh, indigenous people. 
a, yeah, I'm gonna say that. Like now, doing something maybe like feasting, like not days of that particular day, um, and creating like some new traditions. That's that could be fine, but I do because like even when I was a little kid, um, some years ago when we first had the corona. I had saw some documentaries about a guy, you know, and what he did, you know, during Halloween, um, how he um, put them, you know, raisins in the apples and stuff. And it, he just ruined it. Like, he ruined it. And it's like, it's like, you know, come on. You know, and, and besides the stuff that people did for those holidays, come on. Yeah. Like, like, really, like, if you really dig deep, you'll see that a lot of that stuff, it's, it's, it's wrecked. Yeah. I even had people in Cincinnati, let me tell you something, I had a lady, a uh, um, Caucasian lady, come up to me and say, um, you know, you black people need to really respect what y'all come from. I went to Africa, and it was awesome. You guys need to really um, fight for y'all culture and fight for this and that. You guys are not fighting enough. And I had people years ago when I celebrated uh, 4th of July, I had a couple come up to me at Eden Park at, um, when I was, you know, with some friends, and they were saying, why are you celebrating this? You do realize what happened to black people? You guys... And they're looking at us like we're stupid. It's bad enough that we're not fighting enough full-fledged with this stuff that we need to be fighting for. Yeah. And they're looking at us stupid like, come on. Now, what if somebody was stuck on the side of the road on Thanksgiving and... Uh uh, it don't matter what they is. Would you take them a turkey sandwich? Would you take them a turkey sandwich? Would you take them a turkey sandwich if it was Thanksgiving? I would still give them a turkey sandwich. Okay. Just I check. would. Just but check. let me ask you this. You you grew up, you heard about that story, you know, years ago. You're as old as my aunts and stuff. So, like, how you feel about that stuff? Like, you know, you know about the guy that did that stuff to them apples? Come on. To the who? Like, come on, share that stuff. Did something, what now? Like, share. You knew about that guy that um, put that stuff. It's a documentary. He put that stuff in those uh, apples and, um, and candy and stuff so kids could, you know, get hurt or whatever. Well, Come on, I you mean, know about that they, been, they have been doing, the, putting razor blades and stuff like that for years. You, yeah, you remember that Caucasian guy? He went to jail. You remember You remember uh, that story. Yeah, well, it's been so many stories like that. I don't know. All right, Yvonne, All right. I got to go. Thanks for your call. Yvonne is what she calls herself. Yvonne. All right. Uh, we got time for White Lion. Real quick, White Lion, what's up? Hey, man. They're going to quit talking about Thanksgiving like that, dog. So, I, I, I mean, that's my holiday. I mean, if I'm going to eat, I, I mean, I know, you know, whatever, whatever, but we're going to eat. Yeah. You know, ever since uh, Raven backed out on inviting me to her Thanksgiving, I was wondering if Miss Eddie would like to take take me up and uh, well, bring me in for her, some of her think, good cooking. I don't think she ever invited you I to Thanksgiving. Uh, you weren't there that day, Lincoln. Uh, we were at the walking okay, club. I just left lie. there. She was like, White Lion, you could come eat some Thanksgiving no, with me. And I was like, for real, Raven? She was like, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? And then she gets peer pressured by all these people that call in. And now I can't have no Thanksgiving. <laughs> I feel like you should probably stop living in that dream world you live in because I never said that. All right. I can respect that. All right. Uh, hey, all right, yeah. on to my next. Like, you know, the, the, the last couple weeks we've been talking about, like, hey, man, why did they allow that stuff? to happen over there in Israel. Like, you know, we need all the, you know, surveillance and stuff they got going on. Yeah, I don't well, know. I, I don't know. Uh, and Netanyahu yeah. does not want to take blame for that, but it's partially probably his fault, too. Uh, he should share Listen, uh, some of that Lincoln, blame. Look, look, at, look into all the natural gas that they found off of the coast of Gaza, and that will answer all your questions. All right. Thank you for your... Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. 
Blade, you got about a minute and a half. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Hey, uh, White Lion is uh, he is right. Thanksgiving is for uh, uh, cannibals. They they Pharaoh uh, was right. They eat. They used to eat each other, and they still say today uh, a lot of restaurants is human meat too. Because if you if you think about all over the world, we cannot supply people all this stuff. When the last time you saw oh, really a whole bunch of turkeys? Remember they? It, oh, they got they got an overabundance of turkeys this year. No, last yes they do. Years, the price of turkeys is down. The price of turkeys are down this year. It's down. A lot of that, check this out. A lot of that is not really real meat. So, I mean, we haven't had real meat in America since the 70s. So, when you what? think about it, and also all, all them pagan holidays on the calendar, that's from the Catholic Church. And also the Catholic Church invented Islam. Peace out, bro. Thanks for your call. News coming up on 1230 The Buzz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, where with you till one o'clock this afternoon. In the studio with me, I've got uh, Mr. Roy Sutton and Mr. Patrick uh, Cartier with us from uh, you with the Avondale Development Corporation. Okay, pull that mic up closer to you there. Avondale Development Corporation. Of course, Roy Sutton's with Fifth Third, and you also. What do you do with Avondale? Also, I am. Uh, I'm also. I'm the. Uh, pull that I'm mic the, up. I am the chairman of the Avondale Development Court Board, okay. in addition to okay. serving as the community impact manager for Fifth Third Bank. Okay, all right. And uh, I guess it was maybe a couple years ago uh, when Fifth Third Bank awarded Avondale $20 million, and that was a big deal. Oh, it's a huge deal, uh, Lincoln. You know, and, and thank you for the opportunity to really talk about this. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate the opportunity to, to really talk about what it means mm-hmm. to invest in one neighborhood, what we call the Empowering Black Futures Program, $20 million in one neighborhood, Avondale. Yeah. Uh, but actually, it's a $180 million initiative that the bank, Fifth Third Bank, undertook 
2021 in nine predominantly black neighborhoods that are underserved. Okay, okay. So, okay, $20 million. What what do you do with the money? And how how is it, uh, you know, do you put it in businesses? Do you put it in homes? Do you put it in, I don't know. What what happens to the money? What do you do with it? You, you know, for with a program like this, when you talk about one hundred eighty million dollars for the overall program, yeah. twenty million dollars here in in Avondale, you listen first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so we didn't come in with programs. We didn't come in with okay. ideas. We didn't come in right. with this. You uh, want to see this, what you, the people, what people hear, would say. Let's hear from the community. Let's yeah. hear from the neighborhood. Let's hear from the leaders. Let's hear from the average folk in, in Avondale about what it means to create economic mobility in the Avondale neighborhood, and that's what we did. Okay. We had a comprehensive assessment that actually layered up on the Avondale existing quality of life plan mm-hmm. uh, that is a part of what it means to create mobility in in and across the mm-hmm. Avondale area. And then after we listened, okay. uh, we put together a strategy that will specifically address inequities, specifically address issues that uh, were, were, there, were there gaps in the, in the, in the community, around a small business, around affordable housing, around sustainability. So we, we can talk about okay. all of that. Yeah, so, so it's been great. So what great was fun. the number one concern for the residents in Avondale? What did they come back with? I mean, what, what did they say they needed most? They want ownership. Okay. Avondale residents want ownership in their community. Uh, they want to know that they won't be displaced mm-hmm. uh, in their community. They want to know that their, their safety uh, in their community. And then they also want to know that you have a true partner. I think Fifth Third Bank is a great partner. I mm-hmm. think we've done great work, but you, you have to listen first. And so all those things that were outlined in the quality of life plan, things that were outlined in our assessment are the things that we've been busy working on for the last two and a half years of this three-year initiative. Okay. Okay. And so now what, how, how do you begin to I get put the first dollar toward any of those things you talked about, how does that happen? Are there a lot of strings attached? And I know when that announcement was made, I bet you got a thousand people calling wanting to get some of that $20 million. And I'm sure, uh, 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 Patrick, you heard from people in Avondale. They were probably saying, okay, we got this money. I need this. I need that. I want this. Did you, did you get that? Yes, we did. Um, but I think it was just interest in, um, what was coming to Avondale and just people happy to have, um, access to, to funds that can help them either in the nonprofit realm with some technical assistance helping us do some community programming or even um, relaunching our Avondale Home Improvement Program, which we were able to do um, with some of these funds from mm-hmm. Empowering Black Future. So um, we first announced it to our community council, um, and then we started off with meetings with our stakeholders and other resident leaders, and then um, we've been working with Royce's team to make sure that we can spread resources throughout the neighborhood okay. appropriately. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, the other part of this, too, is you, you have to have a good partner. To do mm-hmm. you, you don't just go in and just start sprinkling money yeah. ar- around the yeah. community without yeah. a great partner. And Avondale Development Corp, led by Russ Hairston and, and Patrick, uh, runs all the marketing, the digital communications pieces for, for Avondale Development Corp. Uh, you have to start right there and also understand that this was, those $20 million, 10% is philanthropic, 90% is investments and lending okay. uh, pursuits that we have uh, uh, invested right back into Avondale. Okay, okay. Now, uh, so you say people wanted home ownership. How, how, how does that piece look? How does that look? Oh, now you, you, you just set me up for a great <laughs> opportunity to really talk about this, this great work. So uh, just even uh, two weeks ago, we opened uh, what was our first affordable Housing and grant is a leased housing uh, initiative called Blair Lofts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is 64 units. We have 10 units under construction, single family homes under construction, even as we speak. 
uh, in Avondale. Avondale has a large disparity in, in affordable housing. Yeah. And so that was one of the things that was lifted up. Uh, we also had the the seven units that were open, what we call the, the Hale Avenue project, mm-hmm. seven condos that were, were open there. We've got uh, a project we're going to break ground on in the spring of next year, 18 new homes and a new street coming into Avondale called Fawcett Village, mm-hmm. uh, where there'll be single-family homes that are that are going to be right there in oh, the neighborhood. Okay. All right. And what, what street is that close to? Where, where will that be? It'll be off of Alaska. Off of Alaska. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so now this twenty million, do you have to go back to Fifth Third and say, okay, we want to spend five million here on this? And uh, do they just give you the twenty million and say, okay, it's Avondale, it's up to you guys how you spend this money? Or are there a lot of strings attached? Oh, we meet every week. We, we have discussions. That this isn't just a, uh, a idea of you come up with a program and then we just leave it from yeah, there. Okay. But we're talking yeah. every single okay. week on what the strategy ought to be and how we can figure out together how we invest this with our. 15 other partners yeah. that we have involved with this initiative. Okay. Okay. And um, so what about residents who they want to keep their home? Maybe, uh, you know, they, they got some violations and they can't afford to fix it up. Can that 20 million go toward helping people fix their homes up? See, Patrick, you go, you're going bowling right down Patrick's lane. When we talk about our affordable housing. <laughs> yeah. Program. You're right in my alley. Um, mm-hmm. I think through empowering black future to date, we've been able to assist 30 uh, homeowners okay. in Avondale with, with, critical exterior repairs. Uh-huh. Um, so the, the process we have is called our Avondale Home Improvement Program. Those are our grants up to $20,000. So we've had residents come in to get a siding repair. Um, we've done about 15 roofs. Um, and then most of the recipients of that grant have been seniors. So a lot okay. of them, um, 55 or older, were making, you know, less than $15,000. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, these critical repairs have helped them, you know, get some equity in their homes. I mean, there's been a lot of development around them, too. So we want to make sure that they could benefit from all right. the things that have okay. been happening. Okay. Yeah, that's $745,000 in and of itself on the home repair program, okay. or AHIP, as we call it, affordable mm-hmm. Uh, affordable housing, affordable home improvement program. So, the, so it, it's it's the idea of how do you take the existing housing stock and you shore that up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, somebody was saying, well, they do a lot of work with nonprofits. Uh, how can do they help people for profit? You know, like what about businesses uh, for Avondale? Uh, any work done there? You know, as far as people opening up businesses and things like that. Yes, we've actually partnered with GCMI. Um, so our partner with GCMI, um, he's, he started off with an initial assessment trying to find out how many businesses we even had in Avondale. Yeah. So we were able to identify. And that number was kind of It was actually with... higher than we, than we thought. So, really? I mean, okay. 200 businesses identified, 54 of them being, you know, minority-owned businesses. But we've been able to provide some technical assistance, mm-hmm. some financial assistance as well for a few of our businesses, specifically um, some work that we've done with uh, the SMD Cereal Bar, which has been the first, mm-hmm. you know, restaurant to open up in the yeah. Avondale downtown center so outside of you know the fifth third investment we've been trying to make sure our community is engaged okay. and do community programming around those businesses as well and you got a new uh, 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 uh meat market a butcher shop coming up real i think they're gonna open soon yeah also. and that, that, that's a huge collective effort the city children's hospital fifth third bank and others who are investing in the new grocery store that's coming in mm-hmm. avondale you haven't had a new you haven't had a grocery store in avondale in over 20 years yeah yeah uh, haven't had a pharmacy in over 10 years it's gonna be a new pharmacy coming oh, in to, okay. to avondale so, so lots okay. of good things were relative on the small business front in fact the whole town center is going to be totally leased up for the first time uh, and, and can we take full credit as a part of the Empowering Black Futures program? Yeah, we'd like to, mm-hmm. but no, we, we think it's a collective effort with all the partners and all those who see Avondale as a destination place to be. 
Okay. Now, are you working with the Port Authority in Avondale? Does that all come together also in this? The Port Authority is one of the partners with this yeah. initiative. In fact, they are the partner on the 10 homes that are being being constructed even as we speak. The Port Authority uh, is one of the largest landowners in Avondale, and we are in a joint relationship, a joint partnership. Uh, Avondale Development Corp., ADC, gets first right of refusal. refusal first right of, of refusal on any property that okay. the Port Authority owns. Okay. All right. Okay. That's, I mean, it sounds all great. I, I think the people of Avondale should probably, you know, be saying, hey, we got a great future ahead of us here in Avondale. But what do you think some of your toughest obstacles are in Avondale that you, you're probably going to have a tough time overcoming? I think it's uh, people with questions that aren't fully engaged. So I yeah. mean, we have an active community council. So our community council president, Sandra Jones-Mitchell, before that, Tony yeah. Moore, uh, were executive board members um, for our organization. So we try to make sure that we're uh, in close collaboration with the community needs. So as far as even Fifth Third, the community council, they led um, our Avondale quality of life planning mm -hmm. efforts that we started back in 2018. But even from that, there was a 2006 Avondale Vision Plan um, that was incorporated into that quality of life mm -hmm. plan. Um, so we, we try to encourage people to come and participate in our community council. That's where we ask yeah. all of our anchor institutions that, that, to come share information. Every community. Um, we talk about, to, you know, yeah. investments and different developments that are to come and also existing. So all of that information is shared there. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So, I mean, obviously we have electronic communication streams, mm -hmm. but we know there's a divide in our neighborhood. Yeah. So we try to establish ways where we can communicate directly to them. The Avondale Community Council uh, is one of those avenues. So that's definitely the first stop. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who aren't as informed, I mean, I think once they come to those meetings, they learn yeah. about all the good things that are happening in our community. Um, and that's just that's just our first. And that's what the, mostly every community people need to be more involved with their community councils to find out what is going on in your community. Yeah, those are the decision makers. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, even ADC, I mean, we, we're not moving on our own accord. We, we're hoping that our residents continue to lead um, um, the interests of our organization and uh, they dictate what the need mm -hmm. is and where we move. Mm -hmm. Well, let, let's be let's be you know really straightforward here. You know, trust is important when you take on an initiative like this. There's been a lot of programs announced, a lot of programs yeah. started that fizzled out, that didn't mm -hmm. didn't meet their promises. You know, what we can say here today on this show, on the Lincoln Ware show, is the $20 million that we committed to invest it, investing, and we're not completed for three years yet. We're already over $25 million invested in the Avondale neighborhood because of good mm -hmm. working partners like ADC and so many others that are a part of this work but it's listening to the community and making a difference. Okay. Well, I mean, it sounds great. Uh, I don't know why people were saying, oh, that, you know, you know, we get called people saying, oh, they, we don't know what happened to the money. The money's gone and they haven't done anything. But I mean, it sounds like you guys are, you know, doing some good things in Avondale. We're learning as well yeah. uh, as investing, as well as partnering. And uh, we also have made a decision that the, the program is scheduled to end at, in October of well, actually the end of 2024. We've made a decision, okay. uh, breaking news. We're, we're actually going to extend the program an additional okay. two years, Lincoln. Okay. Uh, we, we think it is important that we create sustainability. We bring other partners uh, on board so that we can continue this success story that's happening in Avondale. Okay. I mean, and it, 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 it's out now there was a resident, uh, you probably know Tracy Hunter, her house was falling down and she said she couldn't get any help from Avondale to, to at least get the porch fixed. So the roof wouldn't fall down. Do you know anything about that? And how uh, do you have to qualify 
Do you have to be a certain age? Like you were saying, mostly yeah. senior citizens were getting help for right. their houses. Uh, I don't know. Is there a criteria? I mean, so I've been managing the program. I think the first step to inquiring about their program is to apply. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. I never received an official okay. application, application from Ms. Hunter. But um, the parameters are you have to be an owner-occupant. Okay. So we're trying owner to okay. we're, we're, we're trying to deter um, outside Outs- investors okay. from trying to come in, utilize these resources, sell their property, and then move out yeah. of the community. Because so, the house wasn't livable. Yeah, it's an owner-occupant. It's okay. an owner-occupant program. Um, obviously, it's a forgivable loan. So technically, mm. if someone was to sell their home after this investment, we would ask yeah. them to repay that. Right, but if right. they were to commit to staying in our community, it, okay. it turns into okay. a grant that's fully forgivable. Okay. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with more. If you got a question, 513-749-1230, The Lincoln Ware Show, 1230, The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station, Lincoln, we're with you. I've got uh, Royce Sutton and uh, uh, Patrick Cartier, Cartier, yeah, Patrick Cartier from the Avondale Redevelopment Corporation. And, of course, Royce Sutton, Fifth Third Bank. And uh, if you've got questions, they've got the answers. Let's start off with Otto. Otto, you have a question. Yeah, I think I'm hearing a lot of static there, but uh, welcome to your guest. I got a question, uh, if you wouldn't mind, to, to sit there. How do you determine which community to uh, partner with, if you will? I'm just, just curious. Yeah, th- that's a good question, Otto. For this initiative, we opened it up. This is actually a footprint-wide initiative all across the – everywhere you see foot, Fifth Third Bank across the, the Midwest and Southeast. And we had over 23 different neighborhoods who expressed an interest in this. And we had an open application uh, period for this that we we actually procured a third party to do this so that we wouldn't, you know, in any way uh, uh, lean the, the, the our preference one way or another. But there was an application project that all of these all these neighborhoods uh, were involved with and they were scored. Uh, on a very reasonable way in which you look at economic development. And we took the top neighborhoods across our footprint, and they were selected for the Empowering Black Futures program. And Avondale happens to happen to score very well uh, on that process and was selected to be a part of the program. Again, this is a program that's three years. We extended for two years, and we're, we're learning an awful lot. So if you wouldn't mind me asking, well, where does Roseland kind of fit in that, in that scale? Uh, Roseland didn't didn't apply uh, for this, and you know if, if we if we look at the next phase of the Empowering Black Futures program, if we open that back up, we'll make sure all the neighborhoods here locally uh, are 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 get the information to actually apply. Uh, we had uh, you know several uh, neighborhoods here locally uh, who expressed an interest. Like I said, in, in Avondale just happened to score extremely high, but uh, you know if Roseland wants to be a part of the process, you know when we'll make sure yeah. the word gets out so they can uh, they can apply. Well, have you been up. to any uh, community council meetings, Otto, to bring I, this? Up? I have attended uh, Lincoln, but I as I said, I, I just hear you got the porch, you got the recent DC, and then I hear things. You know, and I guess it all depends on who you know and stuff. Yeah. I'm not accusing him of many of I just hear birds saying that uh, got to really do some additional research and try to find, you know, where this, where these grants are, if you will, because we have other communities such as, you know, I live in Roseland that need home improvements and, yeah. as, as well as, as, uh, as well as Avondale, if you will. All right. Otto, thanks for your call. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's go to Stefan, then Pat and Ed. Go ahead, uh, Stefan. Two questions, both of y'all. Miss Royce Harris ain't there. Uh, uh, Russ Harris, I mean. 
Royce, what's up with this Community Reinvestment Act lawsuit that these community groups signed uh, with, with, uh, with the banks? Fifth Third Bank, you had different ones sign a, a CBA. And that money's supposed to help Avondale, help uh, 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 Roseline and different communities. So what's going on with that money, that lawsuit with discriminatory practice? I asked you this a while ago. I'm glad you is on the radio today. Let the people know, why did the black community get played off this Community Reinvestment Act lawsuit money? Oh. And hold up, hold up, hold up. And I'm going to hang up after this one. And uh, what's the young man in there for Russ Harris? Patrick Cartier. So, I, yeah, I work with Russell oh, Harris, and I'm the okay. director of operations I got you. Of Question is, so if y'all trying to keep people in the, uh, up in the town center, town center, why y'all didn't help uh, the daycare center with some of that $20 million to keep her doors open? But let's, Russ, let's hear Russ Harris' question first about the Community Reinvestment Act money. Why y'all play black people? All right. Thanks for your call, Stefan. I think. <laughs> Stefan, okay. I'm glad you called. Uh, and so for those of you who may not be as aware, Stefan is on what CRA means. That's the Community Reinvestment Act. That's a federal law that in that uh, encourages uh, financial institutions to invest in underserved uh, communities across there where, where they have uh, where they have uh, branch locations. So uh, under that, on the Community Reinvestment Act, banks like Fifth Third Bank, uh, we find ways to invest in lending, investment and service in, in our communities. Uh, he mentioned a CBA. That's a community benefits agreement. Uh, that community benefits agreement uh, expired for Fifth Third three years ago. Okay. Uh, and we did. We met all the requirements of the community benefits agreement uh, that we had committed to. Uh, that included lending. Uh, it included what we we're doing on the investment side and also things that we were doing on the service side. All, all those areas, uh, you know, and community benefits agreements come out of what might be uh, adverse actions. And so we found ways to yeah. take that and create some ways to invest back okay. in our community. So I, I guess Fifth Third been in a little trouble as other banks have been in trouble with, you know, lending practices and things like that. And that's part of the give back. Is that part of that whole, you know, let's make amends? It's it's a part of being a good corporate citizen. Yeah. Uh, if if we aren't doing, if we aren't serving, if we aren't investing back in all of our communities, mm-hmm. then we're missing out yeah. on the opportunity to to really elevate all of our communities where they can and where they should be. And so we have products that are specifically designed, uh, like on the on the mortgage side for the low to moderate income okay. borrower. We have uh we have products that are designed to address uh, small business needs. So uh, that is a part of way in which we're serving our community. And then we're out there and we're involved. We're engaged in our community so that we can be a good corporate citizen. Pat, you have a question. Oh, yes. I have a quick question and one little quick statement, and I'm going to hang up to listen. Um, I wanted to say, number one, that that is not the Tracy Hunter house. Those of us who are black know that that is as a Charles home. Wait. That but, is historical home. That she is owns, in Avondale. I think she owns that house. She owns, I, but it is the Ezra Charles yeah, we home. Know, we know that, but Ezra Charles does not have the title to that house now. I think Tracy Hunter has it. Lincoln, you don't have to answer for them, okay? I, the the fact I'm just is giving you that the facts. is a historical home that belonged to Ezra Charles. When right. my husband was young, they used to watch Ezra Charles walking up and down the street. I mean, everybody yeah. knows that that is the Ezra Charles home right. that Tracy Hunter 
now own, and they should have an interest in wanting to to keep a historical home. But my my other, just a quick statement, and I'm going to hang up so that they can uh, say, address that about that house. Um, Whenever we hear 3CDC or Port Authority, we say, yikes, there goes the neighborhood. So I'll hang up now and listen to them. All right. Thanks for your call. Yeah, I think I can answer that, Lincoln. Um, So technically, we're not affiliated with 3CDC in any capacity. So we're the Avondale Development Corporation, um, a separate entity, and we were birthed out of the Avondale Community Council. So our specific mission is to implement the goals and objectives in the Avondale Quality of Life Plan, which were put together by the residents. So we don't have any specific affiliation with 3CDC at all. We're a nonprofit community development organization specifically um, specifically put together for the residents of Avondale. Now, in regards to Miss Hunter's home that she owns, um, any owner-occupant in Avondale, um, in the Avondale-defined geography, is eligible if they make less than um, up to uh, less than 80% of the area median income. So mm-hmm. this this specific program is designed for our residents um, on you know on the, on the lower end um, of the income stream. Um, I have not received a new application for Miss Hunter, but also yeah. as, as long as she's an owner occupant, she would technically she's qualify. A, she's not an occupant. So obviously we're yeah. we're not this home improvement program isn't designed for business entities, developers or people interested in doing rental properties is designed for um, the existing Avondale homeowners, not even technically the new ones, the ones that have been there and have been in our community through um, through the good and the bad. We want to make sure that we can assist yeah. them and, and build some equity in their homes, knowing all the development that's been happening around the neighborhood. So, right. that, so that application process begins with ADC, Avondale Development Corp. Uh, Avondale Development Corp assesses, looks through those applications, and then makes the, the appropriate decisions mm-hmm. on those. All right. Leah, you have a question. Uh, yes. Um, I have a question. I live on Glenwood Avenue, and I was uh, listening to the speakers saying that they're going to build the houses on Alaska. Uh, my question is, those houses are going to be three hundred over $300,000, which is considerably higher than the value of the houses on the street that I live on, also known as... Lincoln, we're away. Yes. Uh, but you. after they build those houses, what will happen to our taxes? Um, and because the property value will go up. And most of us that live here, we're kind of aging in place. So how is that helping the community and the people that live here? That's a, that's a good question, ma'am. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't catch your name. Um, I, I, I think if, for those of you who know the story of Alaska Avenue, um, yes, early in I my do. ADC day, so I've actually been around since 2011, um, there was a project with a group called National Church Residences that wanted to build a permanent sustainable um, I was home a part development of the on that group. Avon- and the I was re- part of Avondale 29. Okay, you're part of Avondale 29 group, and you were aware <laughs> of... What other project that was going to go there. I'm okay. very familiar with that. Okay. Well, but I the d- question is, what is going to happen to us that live around that? That well, new development yeah. you're going So to. I would say this. Uh, we designed the project um, with the input of Avondale 29 Group. So even at our ground banking, uh, Ms. Linda Thomas was one of the key leaders in helping us get this market rate development on Alaska. So ADC, we have a, um, a preference towards doing more affordable workforce type developments. But the residents of Avondale 29 Group asked for a market rate development 
on that on is their not, street. But that's not market rate. Yes, ma'am. Three hundred thousand dollars is not market rate. And she is just one person. I did not know that she was a part of working with you all on that project. She's the president of that, that association. I, so, I was yeah. a part of that as well. Okay. But the question still is, what is going to happen to us that are living here and the property taxes? You know, I, I think the, the property taxes are always a, uh, an area of, of discussion. Uh, you know, and, but the, the emphasis on, on this program is how can we provide as much balance uh, of bringing affordable housing, bringing workforce housing, bringing some market rate housing uh, to, to the market, while at the same time working with the city uh, to address your very pointed issue around property taxes. You know, how do we find ways to create property tax abatement? How do we and make that available in areas uh, like Avondale, as opposed to some of the other neighborhoods who've, who benefit greatly from, from property tax abatement, uh, are all tools uh, that could potentially uh, be used to support and help uh, address this, the, the issue about the concerns uh, around the property tax levels. Uh, you know, it, the, the other piece of it, too, is when you begin to create a balance uh, in the neighborhood where you've got affordable, you've got some market rate, uh, that also helps to uh, uh, normalize that, that tax rate level uh, that, that you have uh, in, in, in the community, as opposed to uh, thinking that all of the housing, now all the housing will not be yeah. uh, at this 300000 yeah. and above. That, that's not the intent at all. you got to mix it up. It's got to be mixed. You yeah. can't have all low-income housing in one area. you got to mix it up. Uh, hey, Leah, thanks for your call. Appreciate it. All right. Okay, thank you. All right. Let's take a quick break. Can you stay 10 more minutes? We can do that. Okay. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. We've got uh, uh, Ed, Marcus, Elia, and the Dukester holding on. want to remind you, now's the time to choose a new doctor, a doctor that really cares, a doctor that really listens and answers all your questions. Some doctors, they don't answer your questions. If they do, it's like in a foreign language. They give you all the medical terms and stuff. At Dedicated Senior Medical Center, they give you the time you deserve and, uh, hey, they'll even give you their cell phone number. You have your doctor's personal cell phone number at Dedicated Senior Medical Center. You need to write this number down, 513-572-5757. That's 513-572-5757. Give them a call today. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We've got the Dukester, Ed, Marcus, Elia, and others on 1230 The Buzz. Twelve thirty, WDBZ, the Buzz of Cincinnati, Lincoln, where with you, Patrick Cartier and Roy Sutton in the studio with me. But first, we got to go to the Dukes to find out what's cooking on a Wednesday, Senior Citizen Day at the Dukes. What's cooking? Hey, good morning, Lincoln, and happy Senior Citizen Day, Buzz listeners. It's Wednesday, November the fifteenth, and a Senior Citizen Discount Day at the Dukes. But more than that, it's a day that you're if you are a senior, you'll save four dollars on any meal you like. Now, we're still taking order for your baked or deep-fried turkeys or any of your side dishes you'd like to see on your Thanksgiving table, like cornbread dressing, macaroni and cheese, green candy yams, and don't forget those delicious sweet potato pies. Folks, if we can help you prepare your Thanksgiving dinner, please give the Dukester a call at 761-2300. Now, if you're looking for a great time this Saturday night, I have tickets for the upscale event Western Style Ball. This Saturday night at the Willow Event Center located at 7881 Coleraine Avenue. It's going to be a ball, y'all. Now, on the Deuces menu for today is our big smothered pork chops with mashed potatoes and gravy and green beans, 
or stop by the Dukes to for our honey barbecue chickens with gravy, rice, and fried corn. We're also featuring our baked or deep-fried tilapia with onion rings and coleslaw. But my pick for today, Lincoln, is our tender barbecue rib tips with baked beans and potato salad. It's your day, seniors. Make it a good one. And remember, we're not fast food. We're good food fast. All right. That's the Dukester right there in the Summit Plaza on Reading Road. We'll talk to you. All right, Lincoln. All right. Let's move along. 749-1230-513 is the area code. Now, uh, to get one thing, if people need to, you know, have some of their, their roof fixed or something and they might, how do they qualify to get help uh, from the Redevelopment Corporation? What do they do to apply? So on our website, growavondale.org. Um, we have the application for the Avondale Home Improvement okay. Program. So okay. you'll see, like, in the tab, the real estate development tab, um, which has, a, you know, a sub-tab. Obviously, how websites work. Mm-hmm. But on our website is the application for the AHIP program. Um, included in, their, in, their, in that application, you have to provide um, a copy of your latest uh, W-2 or income statement. So, mm-hmm. obviously, many of our residents are retired yeah. retirees. They'll provide, mm-hmm. like, a Social Security statement that, that helps us qualify their income, um, as well as um, just show proof of homeowner's insurance. Um and then, obviously, that's reviewed by myself. Uh, we've reached back out, and then we have a construction team um, that comes and do an initial initial assessment. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, it sounds pretty easy. Sounds pretty easy. All right, let's go to uh, Ed. Ed, then Marcus. Ed, how you doing? Yes, I'm doing fine, Lincoln, uh, and welcome to your guests. It's been very informative, actually, and I have a two-part question. Uh <laughs> Number one, will you, Lincoln, and your guests agree that it's important to identify a problem before you solve it? Yes. Okay. I would, I would agree. agree with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. And the second part of that, well, in fact, low. let me put it this way. Affordable housing is not the issue. The issue is income-based or low-income housing. Are all housing affordable to someone? Yeah. I mean, Jay-Z and, and, and uh, you know, they, they can afford a multimillion-dollar yeah. home. Right. I can afford a home, perhaps, if someone else can't. But the issue is, again, I'm saying is either income-based or, or low-income housing. Why are we not addressing it from that standpoint and therefore being able to solve it? Um, I can answer that question, Lincoln. Um, so... We we are approaching um, housing development in Avondale in a comprehensive way. So um, Fifth Third has also assisted us um, in pre-development funds for Blair Lofts, which was a specific low-income housing development, 64 units, which was allocated to residents making um, at or below 30 to 60 percent of the area median income. So, I mean, you know, that's anywhere. And what, was, so was that's it, like, was I mean, in that manner, excuse me. Was it promoted in that manner? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So um, we also had existing Avondale residents that had housing need that were able to benefit from those new units. And even like our workforce development, Hell Avenue Townhomes, is designed for residents making anywhere between 80 and, and 120 percent of the area median income. So we're trying to put together some products that, you know, also keep us in business, but make sure that they hit the need um, and the price points that are dictated by just the stats of the neighborhood. I mean, t- Technically, our, our neighborhood is at over 50 percent um, poverty, you know, so we're at 23 okay. percent home ownership. So, I mean, obviously, we low income housing is a definite need, but quality low income housing is the big need. So that's what we're able to do with that Blair Lofts uh, property well, in and, Kingsley. And, well, and before you even open the doors, 
uh, on the Blair Law Project, I mean, there was a waiting list. I mean, so that, that t t truly told us that, that that the project was hitting the mark. Yeah, it was it was meeting a actual need. Uh, and, and and yeah, we we love to see additional projects like Blair Laws uh, occur in in Avondale because when we think about this idea of what it means to have safe, decent, and affordable housing, uh, that may mean a lot of things for different people. But the reality is, I want a place that's comfortable for me. Uh, a place that I can afford, a place that makes sense, and in the neighborhood where I want to be. If you want to be in Avondale, if that's the neighborhood of your choice, it should be an opportunity for you to find housing there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. and can we and can we quit calling it affordable, affordable housing and yeah. call it what it is? Right, right. That's the key. That's the, you're right. I agree yeah. with you 100, percent Ed. Thanks for your call. Okay, man. All right, uh, Marcus. Real quick, you have a question. Oh. Well, I do, but do I get my regular call, too? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my question would be, I worked on a project with a young man, and I was trying to discuss it with Lincoln, but we built in a uh, gentrification effects uh, fund there, and it's working well. So I'm trying to understand how was that left out in the beginning why was there not a gentrification effects uh, fund set aside for the people in the community? Well, you might want to explain to us just a little bit about when you say gentrification fund, what that may actually mean, because we are being very sensitive and, and, and meeting with and thinking about this idea of making sure that displacement is not a part of this initiative at all. So if you can kind of share with us when you say a fund, how that's structured. A fund, you got $20 million. You take a million dollars, and it's there for taxes for the people that may run into problems. Is that simple enough for you? That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, so so I, I think that when you when you talk about a fund of that nature, the, the way it is structured here, uh, two million uh, is philanthropic. The other eighteen million is for lending and investment vehicles, tools, initiatives that we have deployed. Uh, in the in the Avondale neighborhood, so yeah, maybe that's something we can we can uh, dig in and find out a little bit more about what that how something like that works. Hey Royce, I mean, just to add in, I mean, obviously, empowering Black futures has been very important to Avondale, but Fifth Third has been invested in our community way before empowering Black mm -hmm. futures. They were one of the the first uh, funders of our economic mobility fund, which actually which actually was formed prior to this Empowering Black Futures program. And that was uh, basically rental and utility assistance. Uh, we actually did a round for homeowners as well, but obviously we don't have as many homeowners as okay. residents. But we've, we've awarded, um, you know, close to 200 residents with, um, with rental and utility assistance grants over the last two years, meant up to $1,000. So keeping our existing residents in the neighborhood has been very important to us as well. All right, Marcus. Okay. But I'm just saying as a project manager, you know, that's laid out in the beginning. You know, you see these things that will come, you know, in terms of the older residents and the people that have been there a while. So my question, why you break, out? You're breaking up, Marcus, I, for some reason. You're going in and out. Well, and I, and I think, think I think gone. he's trying to get to, you know, why don't we consider that at the very beginning? What we did is what this program is structured based upon what the residents, yeah. what the leadership, what, they asked. what Avondale asked yeah. for. Yeah. So this wasn't just uh, ADC deciding on its own yeah. that this is what they want to do or Fifth Third coming mm -hmm. and saying, oh, this is how we're going to do it. No, it wasn't that type of scenario at all. 
we had a comprehensive assessment to make sure we were on point with how we would deploy capital, how we would figure out what are the uh, priorities for this initiative called Empowering Black Futures. All right. Well, thank you both for joining me this morning. We appreciate it. I think a lot of people got some information that they didn't have, and so now they know what's going on with that $20 million that Fifth Third gave to Avondale. Bring us back. Bring us back, I'll do that. All right. Thanks for joining me. All right. Let's take a break, and then we'll come back. 1230, The Buzz. 1230 WDBZ, the buzz of Cincinnati, your talk station. Lincoln, we're with you. Want to tell you a little bit about dedicated senior medical centers and their only specialty is caring for seniors. That's right. Dedicated makes it easy for you to get the primary care you deserve. And they they'll spend more time with you than most of the other doctors that you'll come across. They spend time. They want to get to know you want to find out what's going on. They even offer telehealth visits, and they offer different types of programs. They've got yoga going on over there. They've got aerobics. They've got chair aerobics. They've got Bible study. They've got line dancing classes. So it's more than just you go into a doctor's office, they examine you, and you go home. It's more than that. And even if you don't have a way to get there, they will provide transportation to and from dedicated senior medical center. So pick up the phone. Call them right now at 513 513- Five seven two five seven five seven. That's five one three five seven two five seven five seven, and they'll take care of you over at Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Three locations: a location in Mount Airy, they've got a location in Roselawn, and they're over at Glenway Crossing. Dedicated Senior Medical Center. Check them out today. All right, let's move along. We've got Greg Lawrence in the studio. He's got a black-owned wine company. You don't find too many cats that have their own wine company. Greg, tell us a little bit about it. Hey, my name is Greg Lawrence, co-owner of Markel but not Fine Wines. Um, we've been, we're located here in the Cincinnati area. Yes, we've been in business for 15 years now. Um, this is our 15th year anniversary, so kudos to that. Been working pretty hard to get to this milestone. We really, really enjoy what we're doing. And uh, so you you did uh, you supplied the wine when we had our event uh, for the uh, Pink Ladies honors, I believe, right? Yes, and yeah. it was an honor to be able to do that as well. I appreciate them um, giving us a call, and I'm and I'm glad we were able to assist with that. I wish I would have knew a little more in advance because I would have put you know a special label on yeah. there for the okay. event. So hopefully yeah. next year if they give okay. us a call and want us to come back, I make sure we have a a, a dedicated label on it okay. just for that event okay now how does a guy start a wine company <laughs> how well, do you do that <laughs> it just started from a conversation um a friend of mine um, sean benign and i had a conversation about not knowing of any black-owned wine companies at the time at the time there was probably maybe three they were all out on the west coast mm-hmm. so we just did our homework and research and just just start picking at it and, and, and came up with an idea and how to process it and and just hit the ground running from there. Okay, okay. And so, uh, wh- where are you located? We're located. Uh, we're actually sold out of seven different states right oh, now. Okay. But and here, here in Cincinnati, you can get us at um, Brentwood Spirits okay. on Wayne Road, State Liquor Store, and Bond Hill, as well as Stadium Liquor Store in Kentucky. Now, uh, pri- you know, with the uh, global warming and all this, wine prices have been kind of tough here lately with some of these vineyards out in certain places around the country and the world. Yes, um, we're having some problems right now with getting bottles in. So it's, it's been a hard, hard task, but we just stay positive and keep mo- uh, motivated and, and keep pushing through. Okay. So if people want to contact you, uh, uh, is there a number they can call? 
Um, 513-403-8104 or social media, um, www.markelbenifinewines.com. Or you can check out our movie, it's Through the Grapevine. It's called Through the Grapevines on Amazon oh. Prime. Yes, we have a movie on Amazon Prime okay. called Through the Grapevine. All right, we'll check. Now, have you made any contact with Yvette Simpson? You know, she's into the wine business now. No, I haven't, but I, I hope to one day to yeah. be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Greg, uh, thank you for stopping by, and thank you for helping us out during the Pink uh, Ladies Honors uh, with Radio 1, and we appreciate that. We appreciate you all as well. Thanks for being right. pillars in the community. All right. Thank you for stopping by. Greg Lawrence right there. And what's the name of the wine? Mark Elbenau Fine Wines. All right. Check it out. He's available. He's all around town. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks. All right. Uh, let's move along. Got a couple of more calls, and then at noon, I've got two more guests coming in and uh, we'll talk to them we'll tell you about some of the great things that they're doing let's go to michael kelly mike kelly how are you hey bulldog how you doing man i'm, I'm hanging in there mike what's up uh, i really wanted to talk to the to the guys but I, i'll i'll speak with you this morning i sent you a text uh, about uh, our toy drive coming up uh, on december the 9th for our non-profit my kids oh yeah my kids i got that yeah they're, they're, look good yeah. You're uh, looking for toys and things for the kids for Christmas. Yeah, the kids are experiencing homelessness. And uh, we need, um, and it's going to be, the location is going to be at Four Bridges Country Club um, in Liberty Township, 8300 Four Bridges Drive, Liberty Township, 45044. And it's December the 9th from 8 p.m. to midnight, Lincoln. Last year, we collected over 4,500 toys and, and supplies for the kids, and we're finding out now, uh, just the, the other, last week, we talked with a couple of principals at the at our schools, man, and we're, we're finding out that 60% of the kids of uh, the kids enrolled are experiencing homelessness. And mm, we, we've got yeah. to do something about that. Yeah, that and, is a problem uh, in uh, public schools there. Uh, a lot of the you wouldn't be you would be surprised how many kids are homeless that attend Cincinnati public schools, and it is is tremendous uh, burden on the system, Lincoln, because of attendance and and uh, kids are couch surfing, surfing and and sleeping in cars, man, and we can't have that. We we you know, and I'm hoping Fifth Third Bank uh, in in the Avondale we, we've adopted uh, Rockdale Academy in Avondale. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they can uh, contribute to that pantry, keep contribute to that pantry. We'd like to keep that pantry filled up. And Rising Star Academy down on Vine Street, we would, we would adopt at that uh, elementary school. But we'd like to get get up to the older kids, Lincoln, because the older kids are really experiencing mm-hmm. yeah. uh, homelessness uh, yes. these days. And, and uh, we, we talked to, to the principal of Woodward. And we've we got to come up with a plan to help them also. All right. Hey, uh, uh, so where can people bring the toys, uh, Mike? Well, they can bring the toys uh, to the toy drive, or they can call me, uh, and I, we, we can pick toys up if we have okay. to. Now, where's the t- where is the toy drive again? It's at, uh, It's going to be at Four Bridges Country Club at 8300 Four Bridges Drive in Liberty Township, four five zero four four. All right. Saturday, December the ninth, from eight p.m. to midnight. We'll have dinner, and you know, serve dinner and all that for the kids, for, for the uh, people contributing. But uh, like I said, we're going to distribute those those uh, 
toys and supplies to uh, Rockville uh, Academy and Rising Star down on Vine Street. All right. So, my, Hopefully you can help us out, Lincoln. I'll call you back and, and give you the update on anything that's going on, okay? All right, Mike Kelly, thanks for calling. We appreciate it. All right, Bulldog, take uh, care. All right, uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back at 1230. The Buzz.